I'm nine months pregnant with episode eight's after show. Are you ready to give birth to this finale? I hope my baby's gay. Plus, this panel has the inside scoop on where the Fab Five are going for season four. You don't want to miss that. So let's get this roast to cooking. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz. Um, having a baby. Oh my having God. a baby. Oh my god, it's happening, guys. Yeah, it's happening. Oh my god. Dibs on the placenta. My water just broke. Let's take shots. I cannot. (laughs) Godmother. Sorry, you know I had to come in and be really extra because I'm back, y'all. It's been two episodes, but I'm so happy to be here for the season finale. Welcome back. Um, Right side of, well, my right side of the panel. Right? I've been gone too, actually. We're all back. Fab Four, here for it. I need it. The Fab Four are here for it. This is the season finale of season three. Uh, It went by really quick. It's episode eight. Baby on board, and um, I'm really, like I said, happy to be back. And to my left is beautiful Christine. Hey, Christine. Hey, guys. I'm so happy to be back as well, and also really sad because mm. we've got a, quite a break before season four, but we'll get to that later. Yeah, and I'm the hit and run baby daddy to Charles right now, <laughs> Brendan Haley. <laughs> I'm the fairy godmother, Anna K. Thomas. Good to see you guys again. Mm-hmm. Oh, I should have said who I was. I was the midwife. I'm going to help pull. pull yeah. How about that? Call the midwife. Call that midwife. And a I'm, hot midwife. And, hey. And, yes. <laughs> and I'm the baby with the extra arm. Hey. <laughs> oh, my God. It took me a second. Because we I'm love, too wholesome for this panel. Sorry, I'm love so extra sorry. Arms. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Uh, sorry. Let's get into this wholesome Christian God-fearing episode, shall we? This is uh, episode eight, like I said, Baby on Board. And our subject is a young man, kind of young, named Tony Blanco. Which Tony. sounds like a clothing brand you would buy at Ross Dress for Less. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, oh, like, oh. Um, a discount <laughs> yes. Soprano character. Discount Soprano? Or Nordstrom Rack. I was thinking, like, uh-huh. really low shelf tequila. But, like, oh Ooh. my God, y'all are haters. Bangers. I thought Tony was cute. I like his oh, name. No, he's cute. Oh, no, we're, no, just, no, we're, we're just ragging on his name. We're he's talking so about the name. Cute. Tony Blanco reminds me of, like, Tony Bahama, right? Because then yeah. or something yeah, yeah. Bahama. Or tequila Blanco. Tommy. Tequila Blanco. Mm-hmm. That, that's um, and I love me some tequila Blanco. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage, tequila Blanco. So, he and his girlfriend Bree met at Best Buy. Um, and they have a retail romance realness, and they're expecting a baby. She's like nine months pregnant. Yeah, She's Rowan. super pregnant. Can um, I just say I've heard that story many times from like actual coworkers? Well, like a best, best buy, like not necessarily a best buy, but who've just you know shacking up at work. I worked at American Eagle, a couple of different mm-hmm. retail places, and lo and behold, some real romances formed really? in retail. What happened to the American Eagle girl? Some things in the fitting room, and then nine <laughs> oh. months later, they had a baby. <laughs> oh, honey, the birds of prey came out. The birds Just of saying, prey. Retail. Oh my god, fifty percent off. Okay, <laughs> this. Sorry, I'm like super extra this episode. <laughs> I don't know why. We're here for um, it. So, Tony has had a rough year, y'all. He lost his job. He totaled his car. He just needs a bit of a zhuzh, which is where the Fab Five come in. And whenever Bree was describing Tony and his situation, Bree is his girlfriend. Was I the only one who sensed, like, a little bit of tension from Brie? I mean, she was, like, mm. eight months pregnant, but she was really, you could tell, over his antics, right? Well, their house is a pigsty, and yeah. she's pregnant and hormonal. They ha- she, they already have a kid running around. Yeah. Like, I would be stressed out of my mind, too. I don't blame her. And she's like, about to have react. a baby. Yeah. She's yeah. going to be, like, she doesn't want to have to deal with any of this. No. Yeah. She right. has to focus on pushing a human out of her body. Yep. 
I think it's also just setting in the realization that she now will have three kids to take care of because <laughs> poor Tony is just not pulling his weight, which sucks because we're literally eight days out from this baby when we meet these heroes. Yeah, um, and the best way to de-stress is get fab. And that's when the Fab Five come in. They surprise Tony at the doctor's office and they're getting really creative with how they're doing this. I love that they're going undercover so much this right? season. I want that action spy movie. I know. And so Anthony dresses up as like the doctor, I guess the OBGYN or something. I know. He was the, the doctor of your dreams. He was a. Uh, listen, I've had that dream before. Okay. Where I'm <laughs> MD McDreamy. In the doctor's office and a masked gentleman comes in as Anthony. But yeah, he's in his little scrubs and he comes in with his. Um, Face covered. And was I the one, only one who clocked the magazines that they were holding? I oh, did. Yeah. I clocked that. Steph, if, Very you nice have placement. The, if you have the media that I sent, the covers of the magazines that the Fab Five were holding were the Attitude covers that Tan and Anthony were on. That's Anthony's. Of course, direct to camera, showing the biceps, um, hardly wearing anything, which is just the way I like it. And uh, there's Tan. It's a little smaller. But um, he's giving a different vibe. So cute. He's so, so proper. Cute. So stylish. Yeah. And his hair is looking amazing. But those are the magazines that they were holding, which, you know. I- hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I clocked that. It's so cute. Um, mm-hmm. But that was really cute. So they introduce themselves to Tony, and then they go in to look at the ultrasound of their daughter, Rowan. And it's cute. <laughs> I just love Tan in this moment, too, for keeping it 100% real and being like, I can't see if that's, like, the head, (laughs) the legs, the tail. Who knows? Like, it was so funny. I relate to him so much because I I agree. I can't see anything. Same. I think it's beautiful, but, like, honestly. It's a space monkey. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. On point. It doesn't look like anything. I'm not, yeah, I'm not like, oh, my God, look how beautiful this baby is. I just see black shapes. Yeah, I mean, you know the heartbeats there? Like, cool, Doc, that's all I need to know. I know, let me get out, get this jelly off (laughs) my belly. Um, And then the Fab Five go to the house where the actual work begins, though we start off in the kitchen. Oh, the kitchen. The kitchen is in such a state. It is a series of unfortunate events. Uh Uh-huh, it really is. Um... A sixth member of the Fab Five has entered, and her name is E. coli. Oh, <laughs> nice. I love when JVN was like, this is just a scene for neurovirus. Like, yeah. I don't even know what's in this kitchen. Karama holds up the plate, and the spoon, the spoon. doesn't fall off. No. Like, yeah. It's just... Elizabeth Jean Coli has visited the house, and it lives in that kitchen. It's such a mess. Mm. Some dishes I don't think had been washed for over a week. There's, like, cheese on them. That is, like, my nightmare as someone who is very much OCD with how he runs his house. Yeah. I cannot have a messy kitchen. And a messy bathroom. No. Those are like my two. Yeah. I think they made such a great point too in that first scene because I think they found like a to-do list of chores. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> On top of the pile of dishes, and Tan was like, "Hey, that's kind of shady yeah. for you yeah. to be asking this girl to do chores when you're clearly not setting the best example." I mean, the mic to- drop on the whole episode right there. The to-do list was so old; it was like organize the DVDs, like <laughs> prepare for Y2K. Yeah. Like, such old items on this list. But the one person who clocked Tony on how messy his house was was Bobby. Mm-hmm. Um, Bobby was like, "You know, your house is in a state." Bree should not be responsible for this because she's pregnant. She can't be bending over. And also, you're not setting a good example for your your stepdaughter and your future 
daughter. Yeah. Like, and it's yeah. feeding into your already existing anxiety. And I love what Bobby said. He's like, listen, we're all human. He's like, a few dishes here and there. Like, I, you know, we've all had those nights where you go home, you cook something, you're like, I just can't deal with it tonight. I'll wash mm-hmm. it in the morning or yeah. wash it the next day. Fine. Yeah. But he's like, you can't have your entire life be that way because then yeah. it's overwhelming. It just piles on and piles on. And it represents everything else in your life. Uh-huh. So I appreciate Bobby being realistic, but also having a firm stance. Yeah. And you know, later in the episode, like five minutes later, they find all those water bottles in the room. Yeah. And then they're like, why don't you use a glass? Well, we see what happens when he uses glass. They don't get washed. So I'm thinking like, I was thinking, well, maybe they need to use paper plates, but then there's a fly. Did anyone see that? I saw it. It's it's gone. Okay, it's gone. Oh my God. <laughs> Sorry. It was, the, it was the Queer Eye producers clocking me for shading the show. <laughs> um, no, but like... I was like, well, maybe they can use paper plates, but then is it going to be like an overflow of trash? So really, it is just like an issue of keeping things clean and neat. It's about like breaking that habit too, doesn't it? Isn't there that saying that it takes like 21 days oh, or yeah. 27 days to form a new habit? Mm-hmm. They literally need to take the dish from the table to the sink and put it away 21 times Force and get it right. Force yourself to do it. Exactly. Get, break out of those nasty habits, yeah. honestly. And Karamo goes fully metaphorical. He's like, you know, these <laughs> dishes are a symbol of all of, what does he say, of everything piling up in his mind that he's scared to tackle. I see something in these dishes. Like, leave it to Karamo to go, like, full-on, like, uh, philosophical with this but I like it but there's, I appreciate that because when yeah. you have a clean space it, it really is. does change your mood and sets your tone for the day like even when I make my bed in the morning like it sets my direction for the morning it's like mm-hmm. okay I come back to like a tidy room and it just makes me feel accomplished right mm-hmm. and so I definitely I mean Karamo has been stretching a lot this season <laughs> so <laughs> he's had to find a lot you're right but I do appreciate his effort he's like oh there's a symbol now I have a sound bite thank god <laughs> right yeah. um, no, you know it, what it really kind of a true. symbol, though, like, I really wanted to see with this was Karamo's music video. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, my God. I wanted to see that come to fruition. Uh-huh. Because, God, is it perfect. Yes. In the drapes where he's, like, silhouetted <laughs> in, the, in, like, the white linen. So beautiful. The producers gave us, like, a mini edit. A little bit of flashes yeah. of light. And yeah. I was like, can we get the full on cut? Yeah. Like... I know, they're like, we're at the season finale and our editing budget isn't used up yet. Let's give Karamo a music video. <laughs> Um, so then Tan notices that Tony doesn't really have too many clothes um, because he actually just donated a bunch of them because of the way his body has been changing mm-hmm. over the last few months. And that actually kind of, I think, gives Tan an opportunity to, like, it's like no bad habits to break, no old clothes to get rid of. Like, the emotional baggage of, like, bad clothes, if he even had bad clothes, is already out the window. Mm, so half job, half of Tan's job is already basically done for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Yeah, he uh, he well, notices that he doesn't have any clothes. Well, now the other half of it is getting him comfortable in his own skin right now mm-hmm. because he is under the fixation in his mind that he needs to get better, needs to lose weight, or needs to make some changes before he can allow himself to feel confident. But, like, Tan's just trying to say, hey, like, you look good the way you are right now. What's wrong with being okay with this body type and what you have right now, regardless of the trauma that you endured? Mm-hmm. He's a little thicker, but he, he has a nice body to fit, to dress. Tan says your body's not hard to dress. He carries his weight evenly, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which okay. I carry all my weight in my butt and in my brain. <laughs> oh, my God. So, I cannot. Uh, yeah, so then Jonathan talks to Tony. And whenever Jonathan is looking at Tony in the bathroom, I'm realizing that they're serving the same kind of look. Like the butt oh, yeah, and I the beard it. and the dark eyes. It's like looking in the mirror. You can see Jonathan like doing this kind of thing. 
Right? Was that yeah. the only one? No, I saw it too. I should have taken a screenshot because um, it's funny. I think Tony looks like Jonathan a little bit. It's cute. I think Jonathan's just trying to morph all our heroes into himself in some way, like keeping a lot of the beards, the season, the stashes. Yeah. Well, it's as I told you earlier. I think he's trying to morph them all into Jon Snow because he references yeah. that later. <laughs> oh, and yes. he's done that with like three people this season. Oh, and he's a big Game of Thrones fan. He has yeah, a gay, of, show. Yeah. Gay, gay of Thrones. Gay of Thrones. Mm-hmm. I get it. Oh I get God. it. Jon Snow's also hot. I like, see you, sponsors. Harrington. Yes. Jon Snow is hot. Um, but, but you know what's hotter? Guys, oh is boy. it that time? It is. I just want to say very quickly, thank you so much, guys, for tuning into AfterBuzz TV and watching the Queer Eye panel. Yeah. This is our last episode, but we love you guys, and we're going to be back in the fall or spring, whenever Queer Eye comes back. I don't know. We'll be back. Yeah, we'll be back soon. But I just want to say, if you are watching us on YouTube, please click that big old subscribe button. Give us some five stars on iTunes. Maybe comment in either or and let us know that you did so. And we'll shout you out when we get back to uh, reviewing this beautiful, beautiful show. Yeah. Yes. Love that. If yeah. there's one thing you want, it's me saying your name. You'll have nightmares, I promise. It's like <laughs> ASMR. <laughs> But sexy. Gay SMR. Gay SMR. Gay SMR. Gay SMR. Good God. Um, I've hung out with Charles for too long. The puns are starting to come on to me. I know, really. Um, but all, like, for, the, for it's a good thing, right? Puns mm-hmm. are fun. Um, so whenever Jonathan is talking to Tony, Tony can't name one physical thing that he likes about himself. Like, I don't know how Jonathan frames a question, but he's like, um, what is one thing about your body that makes you feel good? And Tony, like, kind of draws a blank. Um, which like, to be fair, if somebody asked me that question on the spot, I would pause a little bit. Like, it's just not a typical question, but still, like, I can think of one thing that I feel good about myself. So your butt, well, you know, my butt. <laughs> yeah. And my big old head. Um, so Anthony then talks to Tony about the baby shower at the end of the week. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the big goal that we're working towards. But we have bigger news about that. We found out that Anthony is finally taken. By Tony's daughter. Oh. Gays and women of the world, this, 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 we can't do it anymore. It's over. She called it. She Charles you're my morning. That's why we're Moving wearing on. black, primarily. <laughs> Except Moving. for me, because I love tan. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is some news that I'll address later, Kai. Oh, my so, God. Anthony <laughs> talks to Tony about the baby shower at the end of the week, and he finds out that Kai, their six-year-old daughter, likes to bake. <laughs> And so Anthony decides to make shortbread cookies, which are really easy, and it like provides an easy way for Kai to get involved because it's like easy frosting cookies, right? And sprinkles. Can I just say I know you're like hardcore hating Kai right now, but I'm in <laughs> I'm love not, with I this love little her. girl. I lo- she has such a good her, energy. Her reaction to making the shortbread cookies, I know. I, I like actually laughed running out running in the closet and screaming. Yes, like, yeah. how so amazing is that? She's so extra. I love that Anthony's just like, oh, you're not dramatic at all. Like yes. straight up calling it out because that girl was. He's just, lived with JVN for too long. Yeah, so cute. he knows what. He's like, I'm immune to this. So, yeah, I I like that Anthony actually, he's not focusing on, like, preparing a nice roast or some nice hors d'oeuvres. He's creating something that Tony and his daughter can use to bond. He's doing, like, the food can be a bonding tool element. Without it being dangerous. Without it being dangerous, yeah. yeah. Um, It's, like, tangible. Yeah, he leaves the sword in the sheath, and he comes and just twos, like, one part, or wait, what is it? Three parts sugar, two parts butter, one part flour. Three, two, one, or one, two, three. It's one, two, three. Keeps it, but yeah. I don't remember what the order is. I know it's three, butter. three flour. That's all I remember. Clearly, so I'm not baking one with sugar, any two of you. butter, three flour, yes. probably. Um, so yeah, Sounds keeps good. it simple for Kai, and I really like that. Um, and yeah, and then it, we it's revealed that um, at the baby shower, little Kai asks if there's going to be boys there, and it's just like a really cute moment. 
And Tony is like, oh, yes, there's going to be boys there. And Anthony's like, oh, my God, he has a boy, or she has a boyfriend. And, um, yeah, I just thought it was, like, a really it cute was moment. Cute. But Kai was quick to say, I don't have a boyfriend. I just have friends that are boys. And I love yeah, that. I'm mm-hmm. like, you work, honey. You, and, she yeah. knows the Keep yourself open, independent. <laughs> it was great. Exactly. But she also recognized the catch right in front of her in <laughs> yeah. Anthony. Yeah. Like. Yes. And, um, yeah, she's like, Anthony, you're my boyfriend. And so I just have one thing to say to you, Kai. <laughs> She's a child, Charles. <laughs> She's an I'm innocent. I'm just kidding. Oh my gosh, I'm kidding. No, I'm, you're not. Kaya's. <laughs> Whoa. I'm just kidding. She's it. No, it's not. no, I'm not competing with a six-year-old. There's no competition. Um, so then, it was a really cute moment. I loved that. I love, I love Anthony's segments, especially when it involves baking. Anthony also found like a really clever way to show. Uh, Tony, that he already kind of knew how to be a dad. Uh huh. You know what I mean? Just kind of reinforcing that a little bit. Well, yeah. it's one of those things that you don't realize until you start doing it. I yeah. say, having had no children, but several pets. Yeah. So, which are children? Yeah. yeah. Little babies. A little bit yeah. different. Yeah. You know, I don't think I'd let a baby out in my yard to just wander for a while. Why not? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but to Christine's point, I completely agree. This whole episode is about Tony coming to his own as a father, quenching his fears that he won't be good enough or be able to do it. And I love that in each of their own ways, the Fab Five are reinforcing this idea of like, no, you're already taking care of Kai, and like, yeah. you're, like you're ready, ready being a great dad. You're ready, and no one's really ready exactly like you were saying. Yeah. No one's really ready until it happens, mm-hmm. and you just gotta like trust in yourself and believe in yourself. So I love that that was Anthony's piece of the the larger puzzle of giving yeah. Tony the confidence. It was a good moment. So then Karamo sits down to talk to Tony about stress um, because there's a lot of stress in Tony's life and there's about to be even more stress. So he just needs to learn to ask for help and manage this stress. And he talks about the job loss, the totaling of the car, and he just has nobody to talk about these things to. Mm-hmm. And um, let's see, Tony tells the Fab Five he wants to show Bree he can be the father that Rowan deserves and he wants a clean slate, which is nice. I also, in this moment, thought that Karamo was going to take Tony to, like, a dad circle or something. Like, a group mm-hmm. of, like, I don't know, just, like, a dad hangout to, to figure or that like out. first-time dads. First-time dads or something, because he was like, you don't have anyone to talk to. But I will say I love that he instead showed him some real, like, baby one-on-one tips that you need to know. Like, mm-hmm. for real, for real. Like, yeah. changing the diaper, the swaddling, all that. That's the confidence he really needed. Yeah. But before that, actually, um, Bobby took him shopping. Oh, that's right. Yeah, to get like to the container store to mm-hmm. get containers, mm-hmm. which is my pornography. Oh I my god! Love the can we talk store. about the freaking <laughs> container store? Amazing, amazing, and the trash can that says "open can" and it opens the can. That's the technology <laughs> is unreal. Did that blow your mind, Charles? It blew my mind. I ordered three and one in every color. Um, oh, you so mean one for each of us? Aww, one for each of y'all. Right. Thank you. So sweet. Y'all, y'all can handle the trash. See how did that? Just see it. Yeah. Oh my god. I also um, love that Bobby went a little bit more into his um, struggle with depression yeah. yes. in the episode. I thought that was super important and super timely since um, Tony has also struggled with his own depression over the years and. It shows with their household and holding on to things mm-hmm. and not cleaning and mm-hmm. being overwhelmed and being too stressed. Um, but also hearing Bobby's story, that gives hope to so many people. Mm-hmm. And you have to think of how many people experience depressing or not depressing, um, depressive episodes, whether that's like a continuous thing or just every now and then. So I thought that was a really special moment for the episode. Yeah. 
And what a time to have it. Aisle three of the container store, right? I know, right? Bonding can happen anywhere. Also, to your point, that conversation is even more timely, again, bringing it back to his wife, because she's about to have a kid, and as you guys may or may not know, a lot of women struggle with postpartum Postpartum. depression, which can make you feel like you don't want to get up out of of bed each day and hold your baby, or the opposite. It it really does mess with your head, so having a partner who can kind of get a a hand a bit a bet a better handle on their depression is also going to be key because yeah, because you're going to have to lean be, on each other mm-hmm. in that situation exactly yeah exactly um one person who has helped with like those emotional issues and depression a lot is karamo and that like leads perfectly into his segment with karamo on the gym which is what you were referencing a little bit earlier yeah i thought that this was like okay you said karamo's had to stretch a little bit throughout the season the ab segment was a little strange but then the baby segment was amazing i loved it so the ab segment was when they were holding the ball and they're like, "Tell me something." What did you say? Just to you simulate, need. like, ask for help. <clears throat> Body yeah. pains, like pregnancy pains. No, I don't know. Uh, for sure, and I, I get it because <laughs> the it's blood like pumping? Oh, when yeah. you're not thinking about it, like just talking, say, working say something out. you need. Like, don't even think about it. Just say something you need. It's just getting in the habit of doing that. Um, rocking back and forth helps. Can you hear my chair squeaking? So annoying. Everyone, that's just Charles. Everyone that's on iTunes can hear it. I know. That's my spine. That's my 100-year-old spine. Um, so then Karamo does this, uh, like, baby training session. Like, baby boot camp. It that's was what cute. he says. I thought this was really when cute. When he said baby boot camp, I thought he meant, like, Tony was the baby and Karamo was giving him boot oh. camp. So I was not expecting Yeah, like a literal baby. No, I just thought Karamo was like, okay, it's baby boot camp, meaning like you're just getting back to working out, so we're just going to make it baby. Like you're uh-huh. not ready yet. Oh. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, I and see. And then the babies came out and I was like, oh, I hate oh, Karamo. I, I see what it. you did there. That's, That's funny. And also this baby boot camp was informative too. Like she actually helped. It wasn't like, Get the baby and carry it across the gym and then put it down. It was right. like, okay, swaddle the baby. Right? Like real, how to change real a, tips. How to change a diaper. Yeah, the gym was just a setting. Yeah. Um, don't take a real baby in the gym because they're full of germs. Um, and possibly dangerous. Yeah, and possibly dangerous. Yeah. Uh, I haven't set foot in the gym in years. Actually, we were just talking about... Don't we kind of... Okay, if you're watching on the stream, don't we kind of look like a track team, all of us? We kind we're of We're in like do. athletic gear. <laughs> Except for me. Except for Brendan. I'm like... Because the, the ascot is I'm the very obviously gay kid at school. <laughs> I'm just having my moment. <laughs> oh my god! Um, Living oh. your light, honey. Yes. I'm like, um, coach, meet me after practice. Oh. <laughs> or before, you know, whenever works. Or during. During you practice. Know what? Why not just give everybody a show? <laughs> um, another moment that I thought was really special, in addition to your moment with a track coach, was Bobby <laughs> and Tony building the crib. Oh yeah, I love oh, that. Daddy tings, right? Daddy tings. We talk about Karamo stretching, and we always kind of like low key make fun of Bobby for like yeah. only coming in for the design. Bobby had something. He has stepped it up consistently this entire season, and I really appreciate him coming forward and and getting out of the design bubble. Mm-hmm. And even though the crib was part of design, it was about more, and he was able to talk more about the depression and his struggle with anxiety. Mm-hmm. And I just appreciate Bobby stepping into a larger role in the entire series, not just this episode. Yeah. And building a crib is such, it's like one of those stereotypical um, bonding moments, I mm-hmm. feel like that mm-hmm. parents do. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was pretty cool to see him. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Every time he made yeah. her in the belly and I made your crib for you. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Um, yeah. I, mommy makes your uh, before the world resting place and I make your during the world resting place. Whatever. Sounds a little weird, but okay. A little bit of a stretch <laughs> there. A little, a little bit morbid in a, in a, in a light. I don't know. 
no, it's like it's like the mommy is like coddling him for oh, the first oh, time. Oh, oh, oh! Yeah. I, I connected to a very dark thing. Oh no! And the daddy is like step into the light, honey. Step into the light. Come back I, to I us. No, okay, back. good. I get it. That took us to the left, y'all. It's, I think it's all the black on this panel. Like we're all wearing such black, like mourning the loss. Um, so then the loss of queer eye, and then Tan takes Tony shopping, which is always like one of my most favorite segments. Um, and they go, and, okay, the best line of the episode is when Tony says, the last time I got rid of a pair of jeans was because they were contaminated by asbestos. Oh, God! <laughs> what does that even mean? It was, like, the stupidest line. I loved it. I was like, that's oh, I was so He's concerned. so nerdy. I know, he's like... What's going on in that house? Uh-huh. Like, it's not okay. I know, like, asbestos? Come on, you got bigger problems than that. Yeah. But also weird, like, throwing away one pair of jeans because they have asbestos. But he probably threw away more. I, mean, I, I was going like, to say, he probably had to I'm throw just, away everything I'm in that closet. I don't think he actually, it actually had his bestest. I think he was being dramatic really? and trying to be nerdy and funny. I don't right? know. Why would right, you, guys? That's a pretty bad joke. I, I don't know. That was I was funny. on the fence with that one. I would be like, I'm moving. This house is dead to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just apparently. so believable because we've seen the kitchen already. Right. I know. You I don't know? think he, his house has a, as bestest. Yeah. Um, so dramatic. He did throw <laughs> them away, though. So then Tan sits Tony down to discuss something. Um, very serious, and it is the flip flops that are on <laughs> Tony's feet. And then you know what Tony does? He does the shadiest thing I've ever seen anybody do. He tried to put the flip flops on the Californians. Don't put that on us, sis. That is not our um, territory. No. Sneakers. Look at these feet, Penny. Okay, these feet are not wearing flip flops. Let me show you my tips. I can Trainers? Yes. You really are a track team, guys. Mm-hmm. Or um, if you're like, if you want comfort, Get you slip on. Oh my god. We don't wear flip flops here. Okay, you want to be glam. Keep it fabulous all day. Yes! (laughs) Do y'all see that shoe? Oh my god. That is an open toed miracle, okay? (laughs) Anna, okay. 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 Listen, Tony, uh, we clocked that shade, and don't blame California for those feet because we're not going to have it. Um, yeah, but, if you live here, maybe it would slide. Yeah, but if you, you lived don't. in Venice, maybe. Maybe at the in Venice. very least. Oh yeah, my like god, after, y'all wear flip flops. I know you do. Beach, I do wear flip flops. Can we leave it in the comments, guys? If let's have like a little poll over who thinks yeah. flip flops are okay and who thinks <laughs> but they like, are for day not. To day. Okay, I have a question for you guys. Like, flip flops and jeans? No. Between flip flops and cargo shorts, which one is worse? Which one is the mortal offense? Cargo, cargo shorts. shorts. Cargo shorts. Okay, yeah, good. Yeah, We're all in agreement. Boom. However, I do have a fabulous pair of cargo pants. Though. Of course you do. Um, yeah. Well, sh- what color? They're like dark brown. Okay, that's that's all yeah, right. They're not like camo or anything, but they're pretty cool actually. Um, what were we talking about? <laughs> Tony's his flip-flops, his <laughs> pants. So then Tan Ooh. goes into the real work, which is picking out the beautiful clothes that he always has access he has access to for Tony, and um, I think he wants to make him like kind of a cool dad, right? He wants it to be sophisticated, and then he puts him in these fabulous boots, these amazing jeans. Yeah. <laughs> and did y'all see the sweater? I can't I tell if you're like, ill or like, what? I did not Listen, like the sweater. I don't either. At all. Oh I get where he was going. He was going with like, cute, comfy dad, cuddling the baby. But need to not, be... not when he looks like a grandpa. He, he looked, looked a little like, like a grandpa. He looked like a 1970s creepy librarian. And I wanted to yeah. infect that sweater with asbestos. <laughs> no. It just didn't fit his personality, yeah. at the very least. Yeah, like, more of a t-shirt or something yeah, probably would have been right. more appropriate. Right. I but. can understand elevating him, but yeah, like I would have expected maybe just a nicer graphic tee. To or be just honest, a- neither of the outfits Tan put him in, I felt respected his presence. I like the second portrait. one. 
I you did, did? From like the, the, the sport coat with the white. Yeah, that was nice. Like the one he wore to the shower. What I will say, it's cute. I, um, we see it at the end of the episode, but I almost wish that the fashion segment was after his makeover segment right. because a lot of what Tan um, put him in in this episode just didn't work well with like the beard and the scraggly hair. And if he looked a little bit more clean, maybe he could have pulled off something like that kind of neutral beigey sweater. I also think it's the color scheme. I don't think beige is... A, I think it takes a very specific um, type of person to pull off beige. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you weren't talking about me? Yeah. <laughs> Anna Kay can wear anything. She's yeah, fabulous. She can. Um, no, I was... I, right. I thought like... Maybe like a light blue or a green. Yeah, or... an well, olive green. An yeah, olive well, green would have been nice. Tan always talks about like color palettes, and he like usually for busy people. Remember, um, before a few episodes back with from sloth to slay, he was talking about okay, let me give you a color scheme, like you were saying, Brendan. Like let me give you blue, and you can do different tones, and these mm-hmm. are the colors you compare it with. I think we were missing a little bit of that in this episode yeah. with Tan giving him like a plan. Like so a it felt more like he was just dressing him rather than giving him the structure that he would need to be successful. Carry him forward. Um, However, in my news and gossip, I do have an update on how Tony has progressed. So we will chat more. To your point, Charles, though, I do agree with you that the segments should be switched. Mm -hmm. Only because I know when I go shopping, the whole visualization of like, how am I going to slay this outfit? It usually Mm -hmm. comes when my hair and makeup are done. Every time I try on clothes without all that done, it's hard to really see yourself. It's like like I can't envision it. I don't feel my whole zhuzh with this on without my face and hair done. It comes together later, but Mm -hmm. you're right. Yeah. Would help. So then Jonathan sweeps in and swoons, and you can already tell by this point in the episode, Jonathan has a crush on Tony. I think it's really cute. And <laughs> I actually like what Jonathan is wearing in this. He's wearing like this textured yellow shirt with these distressed jeans. I was like, I thought it get... was mesh. Was it mesh? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. But um, it was cute. Will... It was really cute. I just wanted an OOTD from that. Um, <laughs> and then Jonathan takes Tony to the salon and begins the magic. And when Jonathan starts, like, when they go a close in on Tony and Jonathan starts kind of um, cleaning up the beard, I really started to see, like, Tony's a really attractive guy, those eyes. Same. This yeah. happens to me every week, you guys. Like, I just, I don't see our heroes as, like, having sex appeal mm-hmm. or just appealing to me generally. Like, I'm like, oh, they're good looking, you know, they're such a sweet person. It's all about personality. And then, like, oh my gosh, like, yes, Jon Snow. I was yeah. just like, wow, he has great structure. He's great eyes. When you take off those tiny glasses that were covering up a lot of his eyes, mm-hmm. Tan gives him new glasses later in the episode. And the way he did the beard, it emphasized his jawline. Yeah. It made him look really attractive. It was very, he was very attractive. I see mm-hmm. what um, his, you know, what Brie was attracted to in the first place. Yeah. Um, he was really handsome. Um, I will say, Jonathan is always really respectful about keeping the vibe of the person true and not going too drastic with their looks. <laughs> with this one, I almost wanted to see really short hair. Mm-hmm. Did because you? his face was really attractive. And also, like, w- so um, he said later in the episode he kind of dealt with dandruff a little bit. Mm-hmm. Is dandruff easier or harder to manage when you have short hair? I don't know. I don't know, but he gave him a remedy, a home remedy, the apple cider remedy, vinegar. Which I've also so. used, and I can attest that it does work. Yeah. Uh, oh, it does. Apple mm-hmm. cider vinegar mm-hmm. is and a cure all. with water. Oh god, it's magic. Yeah, it does the trick. It also uh, prevents you from getting sick. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought a short haircut would have looked good, like a buzz. I was like full on, like buzz it and keep the beard. I also mm. love that look, like a buzz with a beard. Yes. I think that's really attractive. But Jonathan finishes, and surprise, surprise, Tony looks like America's Next Top Model. He looks amazing. <laughs> Jonathan always kills it. Um, really good job. So then Jonathan pulls up to the house with new Tony. 
where we get to see, I think, one of the most drastic before and afters on a home that I've ever seen. The colors on the walls are beautiful. The way he utilized the space, Bobby utilized the space, was really cool. What did y'all think about that? I loved it. I thought it was great. I love that pop of blue that he added. Mm -hmm. I love the um, really (coughs) tall, like, ceiling-to-floor shelving that he put between, like, the couch and the kitchen to kind of section that off a little bit. Great touch. And... I have to say, I thought of you, Anna, right, Anna K, right away when I saw dark you cabinets. painted the dark cabinets every week. I yeah. said, Anna K is going to call this out. I know Does it. he do dark cabinets every, every week? Every week. Really? It's all Bobby he does. Oh, my God. Well, have I you seen his house? It's like all black and white. Well, he's like, I painted your cabinets dark. Like, <laughs> <laughs> every week. Like, it's a revelation. He does it every week. But I did like, I did think it was, to Christine's point, a very successful makeover. Very functional. That was mm. important. He expanded the island, made it bigger for a family of three. Um, cooking soon to be a family of four. The living room to being divided. Everything was still baby proof, which I thought was you know very smart. Obviously, the colors were yeah. I thought it was a very appropriate reveal for the hero. He's also really good at um, and they reference it in the episode. He's really good at taking an intimate space and making it like Roomy. multiple rooms mm-hmm. or comfortable, practical. Um, I think because that living room and kitchen were one room mm-hmm. in the beginning and then later on Bree is like oh my god it's like we have two rooms two rooms yeah also all new appliances I know don't minimize that I that's know. gonna be the refrigerator the, yeah. you could see inside so you don't have to it's energy saving uh-huh. so w- smart with a new baby you're gonna be washing a lot of, of dishes and maybe it'll make their dishwashing lives a little bit easier a little more simple but new appliances, that's a huge deal. Yeah. Um, so props to them for hooking him up with that. Also, the bedrooms are all redone. Kai's room is so cute. The mermaid pillow is so nice. <laughs> and their bedroom is so really, really, really nice, too. And the crib is perfectly placed. One thing that I did notice in their um, bedroom, the paneled lighting on, oh, down yes. below. Oh, So nice. Why it is so smart is because when you have a new baby, you get up at 3 a.m. and you have to walk to the crib and that's to have paneled point. lighting around the floor... So smart and considerate of Bobby, and that is something that I wanted to credit him for that he didn't really get credit on the show. Like, that's just a smart choice yes. to have panel lighting when you have a new baby. It was so functional. No Everything about toe. the reveal was functional. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so detailed and considerate. And then Jonathan does give him that dandruff remedy. This, he teaches him the spray, delay, and walk away <laughs> technique that we've seen. Karamo hammers home the baby care techniques, tells him to ask for help. And then Tan presents him with his new wardrobe, a foot spray, and the amazing glasses. I loved those glasses. Me too. The be- that was the best finishing touch. It really was. It was the cherry on top. Um, I think and- men are super attractive when they have glasses on. Yeah. The right pair. The right pair, mm-hmm. yes. The right pair. Um, especially when it's like, I didn't know you wore glasses. And then he shows up one day in these like really sexy Clark Kent glasses, and you're like... Oh my god. <laughs> like, oh my god, she's a Warby Parker girl. Uh-huh, yeah. Come on, Warby Parker. Um, so yeah, I love those glasses. Everything fell together really nicely. And then Tony walks out, and Jonathan is really going through it. He has full-on crush for this guy, and I think it's really cute. And, um... Yeah. But before we move on to the next topic, I want to talk to you guys really quick, our AfterBuzz listeners, about an app that gives you the chance to have your own freedom of expression and share your voice. I want to talk to you guys about Anchor. It is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's an app that you can download on your phone, whether it's Android or iPhones, you can find it on your phone. Uh, Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use straight from your phone, like I said, or your computer if you're into that. Creation tools on the app allow you to record and edit your po- your podcast, so it sounds great, just like 
like ours, Mm -hmm. and they'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere. That means Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. Anywhere that you like to find your podcast, you'll find it, thanks to Anchor. You can easily make money from your podcast as well with no minimum listenership. So download the Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started, guys. Nice. I would love to make my own podcast, but luckily I don't have to because I'm on this one. (laughs) (laughs) Jonathan, or no, Tony tells the Fab Five, he sits down on the couch with them and he tells them he needs to respect his home, stay positive, and thanks them, Mm -hmm. thanks them, thanks them, because they did so much for this guy. Yeah, and a major thing that he talks about is being able to ask for help. Mm-hmm. And he talks about that with Karamo, but then we really see him just say, okay, like it's time for me to step up as a man, as a husband, as a father, and I will get overwhelmed. And there are times where I do need to ask for help. And he reiterates that later on when he's at the shower. And, and honestly, that's powerful. a virtue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's such a virtue to ask for help sometimes. Absolutely. So then the Fab Five go back to the loft to witness Tony after his transformation. And guess what? <laughs> A queer eye first. We have a hero going rogue. We have a hero. I going... lost my mind. Me too. He what rogue. were you thinking? He I was like, rogue. He shaved uh, off his beard. Off. Against the grain, Against bleeding. The grain. Yeah. Horrible. He looked it like was a horror it was not movie. good. It well, was not good. Well, it was listen, uncomfortable. He looked he looked okay after. But yeah, the but just that, okay, ooh, not I just spit across the table. <laughs> oh that God. didn't look good. Um but yeah, Jonathan was saying like if he wanted to shave, totally open to that, but yeah. I would have showed him and helped him and prepared him to have like a smooth, clean, soft How to ha- how to maintain decent skin care mm-hmm. and how to not bleed and Yeah. He was fully taking like that sword that we saw from earlier oh. in the episode. He was just like, like but cutting. also it changes your hairstyle too. If you're gonna be you have clean to think shaven, about the whole thing as a package. Yeah, it's not compartmentalized at all. You know what he looked? He reminded me of a little bit. You know, and now this is not shade at all. Um, it's probably gonna be shade. Sounds like shade. You know, in Shrek when he's turned into the beautiful, <laughs> handsome, he's turned into the beautiful, handsome prince. Definitely shade. Beautiful, handsome, handsome. Remember in Shrek 2 when he's Charles, sweetie, let, let's move on. Move on, honey. Oh, the shade. <laughs> move on, honey. The shade no, is that real. Wasn't shade Are you using a coaster as a fan? Yeah, because I need something. Oh my god, <laughs> that was not shade because he's tur- Shrek has turned into this beautiful, handsome, like beautiful prince, and ladies are fawning over him. Right? I knew when I said Shrek, it was going to be shade, but he reminded me <laughs> a little bit of that. <laughs> animated too, yeah. I just um, love the Fab Five watching this happen because he's taking the cream, putting it on. They're all like, "What's happening?" Little yeah. Brulee's there. They're like, "What's happening?" And then they see him take the razor, just just hacking away, and yeah. they all go, oh, "It's a coll- collective gasp." Mm-hmm. And I just thought, what a funny moment in the show. Plot twist. And if the gasp couldn't get any deeper, it did when he pulled out the engagement oh, ring. Oh yeah, I, the I gasped. I gagged on my couch. I was oh. like, shook I thought they it. were already married. I must have missed. That part, yeah. So it was shocking to me. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's though. beautiful. It's so sweet. Mm-hmm. Great um, timing too. Can't and, forget it. Yeah. And then they go to this baby shower, and this baby shower is lit. Lux. <laughs> they open these beautiful farm doors to confetti flying everywhere. They have like a full grass wall. Isn't this amazing? They got that Netflix money. They do have the Netflix <laughs> money. Yeah. They're like, you know what? Don't direct deposit us. Just put it toward our baby I, shower. <laughs> I bet the baby shower before before Queer Eye was like. A basement in a church. <laughs> and then they were like, oh, you're, we're going to be on Queer Eye. I know. Confetti cannons. Confetti cannons. Gays everywhere. Cupcakes. Ice unicorns. sculpture. Dancers. Go-go boys. Like yeah. all of it. 
there were so many cocktail tables. There was a bar. Uh-huh. There was just like a lot. I was like, it looked like a wedding reception, TBH. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Like, what? Seriously. Um, and you know, now that I think about it, whenever Tony goes up and makes a speech, it's really dramatic, really, really heartfelt and beautiful. And then he gets down on one knee in front of the whole crowd and proposes to Brie in the sweetest way. So now, and everybody, the crowd goes wild. Obviously, this is like the perfect thing to happen. Um, I love that moment. But I'm thinking maybe this is like he wanted it to double as like an engagement party, like celebrating the engagement mm-hmm. as well. Well, he they did mention they had over 100 people there. Yeah. So maybe this was premeditated. Maybe, yeah. He was like, I'm throwing I a big party. I'm going to go yeah. all in. Yeah. And maybe yeah. he like cued production in on the fact that he was going to propose. And he was like, hey, I'll lay this surprise on y'all and I'll allow y'all to air my proposal if you help me out with this party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Smart. Um, so maybe. Also, can I just that. say, Brie looked gorgeous. Oh my God. Yes. I've never seen such a beautiful pregnant woman. And for woman. someone who legit was about to have a baby, like most women are in bed rest by then, and I saw her in her cute little flats, like her feet looked great, like mm-hmm. no, you know, no swelling. Like I was like, wow, what a beautiful pregnant being like she just like radiated everything vibrant. everything yeah. Yeah. it's yeah. fantastic and then the fat five note that they're like man she has that pregnancy glow i want to be pregnant remember yeah um <laughs> so then the fat five toasts the new zaddy and we are told that rowan rea blanco was born august 24th 2018 and then the fat five did the sweetest thing they each sent a message to rowan Aww. which is really cute i thought um, so that wraps up the final episode. Man. Y'all, where do we gay from here? I don't know. Where do we where do we go from queer? Uh, I'm gonna go on a gaycation. Gaycation. <laughs> and uh, I'll queer you later. Yeah. Um, that yes, queer you later, exactly. So we all know that season three is ending. But one thing about season three ending, it guarantees that season four will be beginning. I think we actually have news about season four and five coming up. I think we do. Um, So who wanted to take this? I mean, I have the article up. Do you want me to head? Yes, baby. Girl, this article is up and I'm ready to read. If I only knew how. (laughs) Um, No, I know how to read. So, is Queer Eye season four coming to the East Coast? This fan photo says yes. So a a person on Twitter, somebody on Twitter, um, or actually on Pinterest, uh, shared a casting flyer that said, Hello, Philadelphia. Queer Eye is coming to a neighborhood near you. To nominate someone you know, email QECasting at ITV.com with the nominee name, photos, and story. So, the Queer Eye Fab Five might be heading to Philly. You guys, I might have called it a couple weeks ago. Yes. Yes. Do I win something? Any money? Maybe. Thank you. Um, Absolutely. I yeah, think so. this is amazing. Bring it to the East Coast. Yes. Oh my gosh. I would love to see them in a more cosmopolitan area. Yeah. Because we up to this point we've seen more of the South, more of the country. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. I see how urban. They, yes. Urban. I want to see Bobby take on like an apartment, a smaller space. Yeah. Yes. Different, like. Hello, just, Christine. Weren't you on the production team? You know what? Netflix. <laughs> now. The girl she, is looking. She probably is, and yeah, she's she just is. hiding exactly in plain sight. Hiding in plain sight. She's an NDA signed. I know. Um, <laughs> I wish. I that, that would be a really good idea. Yeah, I mean, season four urban type of glam. Well, like, think about the access, right? New clothes, new heroes, mm-hmm. new challenges, like small spaces, like you were saying. I think yeah. that, yeah. yeah. Also, trends change so fast in urban, like on the East Coast, in on the mm-hmm. West Coast, in like more um, populated areas. So, I would love to see Bobby's design shift. How all of the other parts of the show, the fashion, the hairstyles, everything shifts to a more. Um, 
Cityscape. monthly yeah cityscape monthly trend whatever mm-hmm. is hot at the moment yeah. yeah i'm even thinking of something like like Anthony dealing with someone who only eats off of like meal delivery kits is that healthy long term you know what I mean like your lifestyle's so different when you're living in a city yeah like that's something that I used to do at a point so it's interesting to see how they can elevate from that that point isn't that how they kind of did it in the original Queer Eye for the straight guy mm-hmm. wasn't it like more city it was based in New York yeah based in New York so mm-hmm. maybe like we'll see some vintage stuff I mean, we're all positing I mean we don't know <laughs> um, but uh, okay so now that season three is ending. We were talking about how can we button this up? How can we make a nice yes. little look back on um, uh, definitely top three favorite seasons of Queer Eye? Absolutely guaranteed. Before that, though, so, let's just wrap up the news and gossip. Oh, I've yeah, got a few extra girl? things for you guys, for sure. our super fans out there. You guys know I love finding out where our heroes are now, and I'm happy to report that Tony and Baby Rowan are doing great. Oh, Tony, so this was right before, uh, right when she was born, um, and then we have another photo here where we see Jon Snow is back. He oh, let the stop. beard grow in there a lot is. better. Look how adorable she is. Oh, my God. So cute. He told our buds at Refinery29 that, you know, it's okay to feel overwhelmed. Everyone does from time to time. I know now I have a great support system that will always help me, and all I need to do is ask. So really sweet that he's taking into account what he learned from Bobby and the others about anxiety and depression. Moving on to JVN, one of our favorite queers on the show. He was with one of our old heroes, Jessica Gilbo, and they were at the GLAAD Awards red carpet. Um, I love this because Jonathan actually did Jessica's hair for this and did his own styling, and he walked with her the entire night. You know that she was dealing with a lot of issues with her sexuality and coming out to her family, especially in her area, and how amazing to see her shine at the GLAAD Awards less than a year after being on the show. That must have completely... Wonderful. Fantastic. Rocks her world. Moving yeah. on to one of our other favorite queers, Mr. Tan France has a book out, you guys. Uh-huh. For all of the people out there who love to read and just can't get enough of Queer Eye, have no fear. You can get more of it. His book is on pre-order right now. You guys can go to his Instagram at Tan France for that. It's called and Naturally Tan. It's called Naturally Tan, and mm-hmm. it is on sale everywhere June 4th. So run to the bookstore to grab that. I can't wait. Yeah. Um, thank you so much, Anna. You're Anna-Kate. so welcome. Girl, you always serve the scalding hot tea. I love it, man. I love it too. It's great. Thank you so much for all that yes. info. Um, so yeah, we wanted to look back, and I think it'd be a good idea. Actually, Anna, you thought it would be a good idea, and we all agreed with you that we need to pick our favorite hero from the season. We got to honor season three in some way, right? We have to. So, do you want to kick things off with your favorite from season yes, three? Yes, I'll give you guys a shimmy. Yes. <laughs> I hurt my boobs, but it's okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I okay. I'm torn between our uh, episode one Jody from Hunter to Hunty because I just thought her transformation was fabulous, and she was one of our first female heroes. And her the way her husband adored her and looked at her, I thought was just everything. Um, but I think my to my top episode has to go to Elrod and Sons. Um, the way that he adored his wife and just wanted to honor her legacy with these children, the moving to the new home, the new home, the transformation. It just embodies to me what Queer Eye is all about, making someone live their best life and just showing someone that what they have, wherever you are in life, it's okay. Let's just elevate you and help you live in a way that makes you proud. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, me? Oh, God, I have to pick Jones Barbecue and Foot Massage. <laughs> Jones Barbecue and Foot Massage. Jones Barbecue and Foot Massage. Hey. <laughs> I no, think I, I, we're in agreement on that oh, one. Oh, really? We oh, are. Right. I, I, well, I don't know about you, but like that episode, it just, it hits home every time. And no matter what my day is like, if I'm watching the scene where she gets her new teeth, 
Mm. I cry. Absolutely. That is a tearjerker. We were joking off air that you and I are each of the Jones sisters <laughs> yeah. because it was our favorite episode. But for the same reason, that big reveal is everything. Like, that will make a grown man cry automatically. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's it's beautiful to see how their story... Um, it just grew so many legs afterwards. I mean, they have their own sauce that's out to see the fan reaction and support of people buying it and posting selfies with their Jones barbecue, which I just ordered, and it'll be here. Hey, hey, that's so awesome. The timing was off. I couldn't bring it tonight. But oh, guys, we should have done shots. Maybe next season. Of the yes. barbecue of the bar- sauce. I love your style. Are you kidding? Yes. Um, so I agree. That's okay. my favorite moment, too. Yeah. My favorite moment has to be Black Girl Magic. Yes, um, honey. Yes. Jess Gilbo. That was the one episode I fully cried um, in, and she was the first uh, lesbian of the entire franchise, mm-hmm. which was cool, too, but just her story and her uh, trajectory, her growth in that episode really hit home, and I think it hit home with a lot of people, and she's doing great. I mean, she's at the GLAAD Awards, so she's killing it. There were she's quite a few platform. stories this year that <clears throat> really took off, like the Jones Barbecue and... <clears throat> And Jess, yeah. I feel like I heard more about these people before I even watched the show. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. as a whole, I think the season, we all talk about Karamo elevating his way and his way of helping people. I think every one of the Fab Five members elevated themselves this season. Mm -hmm. And I thought production was better. The stories were better. Like, it just... All things just keep, keep getting, getting better. better. <laughs> I didn't even know I was going to do that. But oh, I really yes. do think this show has just gotten better and better. And season three was just just the best yet. And I can't wait for season four. And I can't wait to be with you guys again. I can't wait to be with y'all either. I mean, season three is ending, but we will definitely be back for season four. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for watching. And in the meantime, maybe you can go back and listen to season one and two of Queer Eye. Or just re-listen to season three. Or rewatch. They're all on Netflix, right? Um, but for now... I am Charles Connolly, closing my laptop. You can find me at Charles Connolly on Instagram, on Twitter, and if you want to add me on Facebook, go for it, girl. And you guys can find me on Instagram at Christine I Alexis and on Twitter at Christine Bean with three E's. And hey, I'm not going to be off the air. I'll be back on The Bachelor at After Show starting next Monday at 7 o'clock here on After Buzz TV. So check me out there. And sadly, guys, this is my last after show for the moment. But you can find me, Brendan Haley, on Instagram. And me, Brendan Haley. That was not what I was going to (laughs) do. My handle is Brendan Haley on Instagram. Brendo Hales on Twitter. And yeah. Let's party, guys. We're going to miss you, baby. I'm Anna K. Thomas. You guys can find me on all social media at Anna K. Thomas, but Instagram is my favorite. You can also catch me here on AfterBuzz for Game of Thrones every Sunday. Woo! So for now, thank you for watching Season 3 of Queer Eye. We'll see you for... We'll see you. We'll see you for Season 4. Queer you later. Mwah! Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. (laughs) The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.